Welcome to another episode of the Coffee and Podcast. We are on a quest to cultivate freedom for victims of human trafficking, all while drinking some really great coffee. I'm your host, Philip Clayman, and I'm one of the co-founders of Three Tree Coffee in Statesboro, Georgia. Today, we're going to be talking about different coffee drink definitions. Macchiato, cappuccino, latte, Americano. We're going to unpack all these different drinks, what they are, and where they come from. So let's dive in. Have you ever walked into a coffee shop and you just felt really confused because you didn't think you were understanding the language or what sort of drinks were on the menu? I remember the first time I went to a coffee shop, uh, I think I was 16 years old and I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit it, but I went to a Starbucks. First time I ever went to a coffee shop and I remember walking in and looking at the menu and thinking, I have no clue what any of this is. I don't even know how to pronounce some of these things. How do I know what I'm getting when I order this stuff? And I remember hearing some of the people in front of me say names of drinks and I was so confused and I just didn't know what was going on. Well, coffee culture is honestly pretty confusing, and there's a lot of definitions to different drinks, and there's some drinks that have the same name but have very different meanings depending on who you're talking to. So what we want to do today is kind of walk through each of these different types of drinks and maybe share a little bit more about why are they called with this name, and then what is it? Uh, what, What can you expect when you order this on the menu? So hopefully you're better prepared than I was when you walk into a coffee shop. So to get things started, let's start with a really broad umbrella term and just say, what is coffee? Let's start with coffee because all of these drinks can be called coffee. But let's start with what is coffee in general? And coffee is quite simply the extracted flavor of a roasted coffee bean. Okay, so there is a plant that coffee grows on. The genus name of this plant is actually called caffea. That's where we get the name coffee from. And so on this plant grows some seeds within cherries, and those seeds is what are roasted to create coffee beans. And then when we extract flavor from those coffee beans to make some sort of liquid, that's when we have what we know of as coffee. Now, probably the most common form that you're used to hearing about this or drinking this is just a hot cup of black coffee. It could also be called a drip coffee. Um, Think about your coffee pot at home or a Keurig or maybe a pour-over, or even instant coffee, just kind of your hot cup of coffee. That is a very popular way to drink it, and that's you've probably heard of this before. Well, you can make coffee hot, and it's very common to drink it hot, but you can also make coffee cold or iced. The most popular way to do this is by a process called cold brew or cold brewed coffee. Cold brewed coffee is just coffee that is brewed at cold temperatures. It sounds pretty self-explanatory, but because it's brewed at cold temperatures, it actually has to be brewed for much, much longer. So whenever we're brewing something with hot water, the molecules in hot water are moving very, very fast. They're, They're moving around, they're kind of going crazy, and because they're moving around so fast, flavor can get extracted from coffee much quicker. So with hot coffee, whenever we're brewing a pot of hot coffee, it probably only takes five, maybe 10 minutes. Whenever we're making a pour over, maybe it only takes three minutes or so. That's because the hot coffee has fast moving molecules that's extracting flavor quickly. When we start talking about cold brew coffee, 
because we're using cold water, extraction takes a lot longer. The molecules in the cold water are moving much slower, and therefore you have to add on a lot more time. So it's common for cold-brewed coffee to take anywhere from 16 to even 24 hours of the coffee sitting in the cold water to extract enough flavor. Now, cold brew always has a very smooth and rich uh, texture and flavor, and that's because there are some more acidic uh, flavor compounds and brighter flavors that simply cannot be extracted at cold temperatures. They would only be extracted at hotter temperatures. So even though you can brew cold brew for longer, you're still going to get a more um, rich, full, dense cup without maybe some of the more acidity or clarity if that's something that you're looking for. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a preference. Which one do you want to drink? Cold brew, pop, uh, cold brew coffee is very, very popular. People order it at our shops all the time. It's also popular to maybe add some cream to it um, or to add a little bit of flavor to it, but it is definitely going to be a primarily a coffee-flavored drink. Okay, it's going to have a lot of coffee flavor to it. So we've talked about hot coffee. We've talked about cold coffee. This is pretty basic so far, but we're going to get a little bit more in depth. I now want us to take, go to another category of coffee called espresso. Espresso. I'm sure you've heard of espresso before, but just so we're all on the same page, espresso is just making a concentrate using pressure. Espresso is a concentrate of coffee using pressure. Espresso is a type of coffee, but not all coffees like espresso. It's kind of like, uh, you know, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square sort of situation. And so anytime you're ordering anything with espresso, you're technically drinking coffee. But because it's such a unique way of brewing the coffee or making the coffee, it kind of has its own territory and its own distinction as a drink espresso-based drinks. And once again, it's made by using pressure to create a concentrate. That concentrate's usually about two ounces of liquid, and it is intense. There is a lot of flavor, there's a lot of caffeine in that little amount of liquid. Now, espresso came about um, in Italy um, in, a, in the early 1900s. Uh, there was actually a lot of people that were making different types of steam-powered coffee machines is what they were called at first. Uh, but there were two people in particular that came together and really revolutionized the espresso machine. They are Luigi Bezzera and Desiderio Pavoni. So these two Italians uh, worked together and, and really made some major improvements to some patented, uh, patented steam-powered coffee machines. For example, one of the things they added was a uh, pressure release valve. This actually made the espresso machine much safer for baristas. There wasn't as much hot water spraying in different places, and that was an addition that they made to the espresso machine. They were also one of the first ones to add steam wands to an espresso machine. Up until uh, that point, you only used an espresso machine to make the espresso, that two-ounce concentrate, but you couldn't heat up any milk or steam any milk with it. Well, it was these two gentlemen that created a machine that had steam wands as well so that you could also froth some milk and add it to the espresso to maybe tone down on its intensity. These two gentlemen actually unveiled their invention at the 1906 World Fair in Milan, Italy. Italy actually hosted an international fair in 1906, and these two people uh, revealed their invention at this fair, and immediately it started spreading like wildfire. Cafes all across 
Italy and Europe started buying these espresso machines. The two people ended up going separate directions. We don't hear much about Luigi Bezzera, uh, and I've never even heard of a machine called a Bezzera. Pavoni really continued to see success in this market, and you can actually buy Pavoni espresso machines to this day. Um, so kind of a fun fact about those two. So we're talking about espresso, and it's created uh, using pressure to make a concentrate. Uh, something else that's important to mention about espresso is that because it uses pressure, uh, you get a layer on top of this concentrate, this yellow foamy head that's called crema. And that crema is created because through the pressure, you're actually emulsifying oils in the coffee. And so every good espresso, it's two ounces of concentrate, but then you got this nice little yellow creamy uh, component as well called the crema on top. Now, it's very important that we unpack what espresso is because basically every other drink from here on out is going to be built off the double shot of espresso or the two ounces of espresso, okay? So let's first start with an Americano. An Americano is a very common drink that you can find on a coffee shop menu. An Americano is just two shots of espresso, and it's diluted with hot water to make it taste kind of more like a cup of coffee. It actually was originated during World War II when there were uh, Americans being stationed in Italy, and they were used to their hot cup of coffee at home. But while in Italy, they found the espresso concentrate a little too intense. And so they actually diluted it, um, added some hot water just to make it taste a little bit more like their hot coffee back at home. So that's an Americano. Very simple. Two shots of espresso. You add hot water. It's usually a size of 12 fluid ounces or bigger and it's a very common drink to get. The next drink I want to talk about is the latte. This is hands down the most popular coffee shop drink. Every coffee shop has them. They are probably one of the most popular drinks ordered at coffee shops. And a latte is just the double shot of espresso, like an Americano. But instead of diluting it with milk, you actually dilute it with steam, or sorry, instead of diluting it with water, like an Americano, you actually dilute it with steamed milk. So a latte is two shots of espresso and a lot of steamed milk. You can also find this in sizes of 12 ounces or greater usually. It's also very common to flavor lattes, pumpkin spice lattes, anyone? They're pretty popular this time of year. That's just a latte that's flavored with a pumpkin spice syrup. One of my favorite syrups to add to a latte is Irish cream, a really fun syrup that we have at some of our shops just add some fun flavors to the latte. Now, in a latte, you're not going to taste much coffee. It's going to be a very weak coffee flavor because that two ounces of, of espresso is being kind of swallowed up in a lot of milk and then maybe some flavor. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just something to be aware of that if you order a latte, it's going to taste more milky and probably have some sweet components as well. So the next drink I want to talk about is called the cappuccino. The cappuccino uses that double shot of espresso, like a latte, but there's actually some different definitions of how you could, of what you would call a cappuccino. There's one line of thought that would say you add four to five ounces of steamed milk to this double shot, so it's a six-ounce cup total, which is pretty small if you're used to ordering your 12-ounce lattes. This is going to have a little bit more of an intense coffee flavor. You can taste the espresso a little bit more because there's less milk being added. That's what's called a traditional cappuccino, and that's what can be served in our shops at Three Tree. 
There's another line of thought that says that a cappuccino is actually a 12-ounce drink or bigger, like a latte, but it uses really, really thick foam at the top of the latte. And so that begs the question, why are there such two very different drinks that use the same name? Because you can go to one coffee shop and order a cappuccino and you're getting a six-ounce drink. You go to another coffee shop and you're getting a foamy 12-ounce drink. Why the difference? Well, let me tell you. This drink actually originated in Italy as well. And specifically, cappuccino means hood or small capuchin. Let's, uh, let's unpack why this was called uh, cappuccino. In the 16th and 17th centuries, there were um, friars and nuns of the capuchin order that would wear a very specific colored hood that was a dark brown color. And this, these monastic uh, people would become known for specifically that hood and that dark brown color that was on their hood. And this hood was so associated uh, with that color and these people that people started actually just calling that color brown capuchin brown. Uh, they would just see this color and say, oh, that reminds me of the capuchin monks and their hoods. So they just started calling this dark brown color capuchin. Well, around the early 1900s, as you had um, espresso culture starting to explode in Italy, someone finally just termed the drink cappuccino, cappuccin, right? Cappuccino, because it had that same dark brown color. And the reason it had that same dark brown color is because it was more of like the traditional cappuccino I mentioned earlier. It was a six ounce drink and it was just a little bit of milk that was diluting those two shots of espresso. So that explains why the traditional cappuccino is called a cappuccino. Well, the same definition actually works for the larger cappuccino with a foam top because cappuccino also means hood. So that larger drink cappuccino actually has a hood on top of foam. And that's where those, uh, that that's, uh, part of the industry would derive the name cappuccino for that type of drink. So this one's very confusing. If you go to different places and order a cappuccino, you may get a very different drink. And you may just want to clarify, is this a traditional six-ounce cappuccino or is this more of a foamier cappuccino? And once again, nothing's right or wrong. It's all just preferences. All right, so the next drink I want to take you to is my personal favorite. It's called the Cortado. This drink actually originated in Spain. And Cortado means cut. And so what it is, is it is equal parts espresso and milk. And so a double shot of espresso is two ounces, right? We're sticking with that same double shot. But now you just add two ounces of milk for a four-ounce drink. So it's even more intensity of flavor. You taste the espresso even more. And I personally love it. This drink is perfect for me. Sometimes I find that a cappuccino and latte just is a little too milky for me. And anything less than that is just not enough drink. I want to drink more than two ounces or one ounce. And so the Cortado is perfect for me personally. And it's that four ounce drink, two shots of espresso and two shots and two ounces of steamed milk or just milk in general. All right. And then the last one I want to bring up uh, is the macchiato. Uh, the macchiato uh, literally in Italian translates to mean marked or spotted. Uh, and in the traditional Italian sense, it is two shots of espresso with one ounce or just a dollop of foamy milk. Now, some people do it foamy. Some people don't do it foamy. They have, there's some differences there, but in, in its traditional Italian definition, 
It's meant to be two shots of espresso with a dollop of foamy milk on top. And what you're doing is you're actually marking the espresso with the foam or the milk. This is going to be a very intense flavor. It is mostly espresso. So, so whatever that espresso tastes like is mostly what you're going to get with maybe a hint of creaminess. Now, there's a lot of confusion around this drink. And that confusion is because Starbucks came out with a drink a while back called the Caramel Macchiato. And the Caramel Macchiato at Starbucks is basically what we would call a latte in these definitions. It's a 12-ounce drink or bigger. It has two shots of espresso and a lot of milk. Now, they build it in reverse order. So what they would say is that they're marking the milk with espresso, and they put the espresso on last. So they're kind of using the name macchiato as marked somewhat properly, I guess. But even so, this has created so much confusion in the coffee industry because sometimes when you order a macchiato, you're getting a very big, sweet, creamy drink like Starbucks. And sometimes when you order a macchiato, you're getting a really small, intense drink like the more traditional Italian way of making it. So once again, it's just worth distinguishing whenever you go to a shop, which macchiato are you actually getting here? Because uh, it's very different experiences. You may have noticed that all these espresso drinks we just talked about are all built on two ounces of espresso. Once again, espresso is so vital to the coffee shop culture. It is such a common component of all these drinks that we're making. I want to go ahead and give you um, a couple more quick definitions. We're moving through these somewhat quick. It's just a field guide for when you hear terms you're not familiar with or you see something that you're not sure what that means. So first one is breve. A breve is a latte, two shots of espresso with milk, but instead of milk, you actually use half and half. So a lot creamier, really thick is what it ends up tasting like. Basically, a really thick latte is what a breve would be. Another term you should probably know is skinny, ordering a skinny latte. Skinny just means that you're using skim milk instead of whole milk. That's a skinny latte. Next definition, frappuccino. A frappuccino is just a frozen latte. It's basically like a milkshake, uh, but in latte form. Maybe it's using espresso or some other form of coffee concentrate. But then there's a lot of milk, a lot of sugar, and it's going to taste more sweet and kind of milkshake consistency. Next, we have a mocha. You may have heard of a mocha before. A mocha is quite simply a chocolate latte. Once again, some different shops have different takes on this. Some use cocoa powder, some use chocolate sauce. Nonetheless, they all incorporate chocolate. And then lastly, we have an affogato, another one of my personal favorites. An affogato is just pouring two shots of espresso over ice cream. Affogato actually in Italian means drowned. <laughs> so, so you are drowning the ice cream in espresso and it is delicious. It tastes so good to get that intensity of the coffee with the sweetness of the ice cream. Super, super delicious. So there you have it. We've covered lots of different definitions and we really haven't even covered them all. We haven't talked about cafe cubanos or dirty chais. There's even one called a piccolo. We're just not going to unpack all these because honestly, it's going to create even more confusion. Um, and you can certainly look them up on your own and I encourage you to. But in light of seeing all these different types of drinks, it just seems like anyone can make them whenever they want. And I thought, you know what? I want to make my own coffee drink right here, right now, live on set. So here it is. You ready? I call it the Filipito, named after yours truly. And what it is, is it's two shots of espresso 
poured over 6.5 grams of coconut cream. Now, my wife and I love coconut cream. We use it a lot in some international dishes we make. We use it a lot for our desserts. It's delicious. And that's why I want to use coconut cream in my drink. And it has to be 6.5 ounce, uh, 6.5 grams. And you may ask, why 6.5 grams, Philip? Is that because that produces the best flavor? No, it's because I'm six and a half feet tall and this drink's named after me. So I want you to use 6.5 grams. So there it is, the Filipito, give it a try. 6.5 grams of coconut cream with espresso poured over top. I don't even know how that's gonna taste. It, it may taste pretty bad, so you may not wanna try that one. But I do encourage you to try some of these other drinks that we've talked about today. Try a latte, try a cortado, try a cappuccino. Note the differences between these drinks. And I would love to hear from you on, on what you're tasting. If you're watching this on YouTube, Comment with some of your favorite coffee drinks that you get at a coffee shop and share with us what you enjoy. I appreciate you listening in today and I hope this helped you get better prepared for the next time you go order at a coffee shop. Thanks for joining. <laughs>